Hello everybody, welcome to the People's War. I am your host, Nameless, and the topic of discussion today is toxic people. How to recognize them and how to remove them from our lives. So, it takes one to know one. That's the first thing I'll say. I'll self-reflect a bit and I'll say I was a toxic person. I was a user, I was a taker. And no matter how much I used and no matter how much I took, it was never enough until my life literally collapsed and I had to put it back together. And of course, I amended as much of that as humanly possible. It's tough, you know. Everybody says, well, why didn't my parents teach me this? And why didn't my parents teach me that? Take it from a parent. We're all winging it. There is no manual on this thing. And some people have life put together better than others. And if there was a clear-cut way to say, here's how life should be, well, then somebody would have one answer and everybody would follow it. You know, there's 5,000 plus religions for a reason, and that's because not one idea is ever a blanket answer for everybody. Now, there's a few universal laws and natural laws and whatnot, but even that isn't taught. The things that we're taught is how to be a good slave, a good wage slave, uh, how to obey, how to not fight back, how to uh, bow to the people in charge and how to be good little workers. We're not taught how to self-reflect, and we're certainly not taught. I mean, there's a few things that are changing in schools now. I see kids being taught meditation and whatnot, so there are some steps in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. Not sure if you agree or not. But, you know, the one thing you're never taught, everybody's taught have empathy for everybody. I don't know where these ideas are coming from. I don't know where they originated, this whole equal results crap. We are not equal. I'm sorry. And that's not me saying that I'm better than other people. No, there's people better than me. I'm better than some people at certain aspects. We're all given certain advantages and disadvantages at birth. Some of us are taller. Some of us are shorter. Some of us are richer, poorer. And you know what? Being being born into wealth, not necessarily better. You know how many suicides and how much depression and decadence and whatnot comes with a lot of wealth without having to actually do the grind to earn it lots at least somebody's poor and they get the motivation to really crawl their way up they can respect what it is they had to earn and respect themselves for having to earn it but anyways it it can go both ways no matter which where somebody starts toxic people in general in my definition are void fillers People fill in that void. Non-purposeful people, people that need sex, gambling, drugs, alcohol, pornography, uh, adrenaline rushes, junkies, power, manipulation, control, drama, whatever it is they're into, binging on TV, distraction in general. People that just fill a void. And it, like I said, takes one to know one. I was a void filler. Not anymore. I do distract and I do entertain myself from time to time. In fact, a little more recently, (laughs) you know, what the hell do you do when COVID's out there? Everybody's kind of locked down. Things are starting to open up, but, you know, it's hard. And the second things do open up, you're damn right I was back out doing things. I can give my opinion on this whole situation where we're all locked down, but uh, I did that on fear, manipulation, and control. If you want to go to that video, I think we're being manipulated, and I think it's all about enforcing compliance on the population i'm not a fly on the wall to see what's real and what's not so i can't say definitively this or that but reading a lot like i do and seeing human tactics for what they are i see some repeating tactics being used against the population especially through fear so 
void fillers and toxic people, generally they're people, a good way to recognize them from my experience is they're people that generally will be resentful if you are doing better than they are. These are people with envy and lust and greed and how dare somebody have more than I do. And in reality, I don't care what somebody else has. I've made it to this place where whatever somebody has, they have it and I don't. If I want what they have, I better work my ass off and go get it or come up with a business idea or be willing to put the effort in to actually earn it, if possible. Or bet the farm and see if I can get two farms out of it or go broke. These people that have what they have, whether it's large businesses, corporations, you have no idea how close they are. They have to beg, borrow, and steal. They have to break bread with people they probably don't want to. They have to make side deals, everything. The stuff that goes into these people that have to build up these large entities and the hands they have to shake and the and the absolute ugh, spine-chilling weird people they probably have to deal with because certain people have are like the gatekeepers for access to certain things i mean we don't know what that's like i've only caught a glimpse of it knowing a few business owners myself on you know smaller scale and i see what they have to do let alone what these bigger guys have to do that provide a product that's maybe a necessity like you know suddenly government wants to get in bed with you and everything else so just because somebody's in a position of power you know, doesn't mean that you want to be where they are. Sometimes it's nice to just be the guy who can go to the grocery store and not be bothered. I certainly don't want to be that guy that's every move is watched and every single thing I do is monitored. And these people that want to be celebrities and have power, that's what they are, man. They live those lives and I really hope they want those lives. If they want it and they thrive off of it, so be it. It's not my life, it's theirs, but it's not my, it's not for me, but Anyways, these void fillers, these people, especially when it comes to, say, addiction, a good example in uh, groups that try and help each other recover from addiction, they say one is not enough, and a, or one is too many, and a thousand is not enough. Well, that's true with absolutely anything. It doesn't matter what it is, gambling, porn, sex. I, I, I've listed them all many times. I don't have to keep doing it. So... I had a lot of void fillers in my life and surrounding me and basically I'm the product of what I'm surrounding myself with and I can only improve if I surround myself with people that want to improve so that was the first thing I had to change and so I had to recognize well who what was serving me and what wasn't and basically toxic people in general they take more than they give and they never seem fulfilled in their own existence. This, this is the definition I put on it. And uh, they're always filling voids. And if you dare have more than them, they're resentful and want to talk it down. There's a Jordan Peterson rule where he says, um, I'm going to misspeak. I'm going to misspeak this. Hang out with people who want the best for you. I'm, I'm not saying that exactly right, but it's hard to find that. People that are simply happy to watch you succeed. I mean, we've all gone through school. Everybody remembers that teacher. That one teacher that treated them well. Maybe you had more than one, and if you did, great. But teachers are prejudiced little uh, D-bags a lot of times. And, you know, sometimes they like you and sometimes they don't. But you can always remember that one. That one teacher that actually made a difference in your life, even if 
even if the life we chose to live was one where we burnt it down eventually. But we can think back to that person that was just happy to see a student succeed and wasn't prejudiced and didn't have envy, and, and it's a rare thing. Well, if something's rare, it's worth something. And so through self-reflection, I want to try my best to be as rare of a person as possible. And that doesn't mean to accumulate mass wealth or have the most friends or thumbs up on the internet. I really don't give a crap about any of that. I mean, it'd be nice if my YouTube channel blew up, but at some point if people try and dig at who I am, I'll just shut it down. I don't care for it. It's not about me. It's about the discussion. And, uh, you know, hopefully what I get is some very good discussion in return from all of you out there who, you know, choose to listen. And uh, if you do, thank you. So once I learned how to recognize these toxic people, it's pretty much, here's where I'm going. Do they serve me anymore? Do they live in distraction? Do they live in indulgence? Do they live in a way that's incompatible with what I'm trying to achieve or move forward in general? I mean, there's people, they can move forward in different things, and then you can come together and support each other, or you can move in unison towards a common goal. That could work in, you know, an intimate relationship, friendships, general acquaintances, anything. I mean, nobody's got to be your best friend. I mean, there, there could be just a big fistful of acquaintances that they serve the purpose of whatever it is you're doing, and that's that, right? Or maybe they just have access to something, and then it's like a, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours thing, and you both kind of propel each other forward. That That's really I, the ideal thing, but it's hard to find, you know. So uh, some of the ways that I found that people were toxic surrounding me. And this this could really move towards family in a big way. Now, you say you can't choose your family, and that's correct, but I can certainly choose, once I gain my freedom, how much time I really need to spend around any of them. You know, just because they're my family doesn't mean I have to give them my undivided attention. I can just move on and do my own thing. Nobody owes anyone shit, you know, I have a child. I do not believe my child owes me a damn thing. If my child never wants to speak to me again tomorrow, I'll just wish my child the best. And I say my child because I'm not releasing, you know, which sex my child is or anything. So I'm keeping this anonymous. But, you know, at any time in the future, doesn't want to talk to me? Fine. Wants to talk to me? Fine. Doors open, hands out. But let's say... My child comes to me as a teenager and they are addicted. I will not give them money. I will not help them. I will not put them in any position where they can hurt my life, but I will help them in a heartbeat if they want to recover from it. But I will not perpetuate their addiction. I don't care how much they beg, plead, accuse, yell, point a finger. The first thing I figured out in my life, any emotions I'm feeling that are negative, it's my choice to feel them. It doesn't matter what happened to me. It doesn't. I have to sort that out. No one's going to be able to do it for me. And so even if it comes down to my own offspring, you know, if they want me to help them and guide them, guide them through something, so be it. But I can't do anything for anybody. We all have to kind of do this ourselves. That's the trick. It's within us to do it. But sometimes we need guides that have been through it. 
And so, um, you know, when it comes to family, I was stuck with a few of them, but I was only stuck with them because of my own crappy choices in life where I took my own freedom from myself because I refused to improve. And so I was stuck with these people and resenting them. Oh, how could they treat me like this? But in reality, I lacked any kind of gratitude to see what it was they were doing because they didn't have to be stuck with me. They could have gave my ass the boot, but they didn't. And so I built up and I moved on. But the toxic way they were, because it takes two, right? Just because I'm crappy doesn't mean they're not crappy. It's just how it is. So the way they were toxic is they were extremely mentally manipulative and controlling. And what I found out was every time I tried to do something to break free, they were kind of uh, dangling a carrot in front of me to bring me back. And my own greed kept bringing me back to them. And then finally I said, screw it, I'm out. And they go, no, 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 let me help you. I was like, fine. So I let them help me, but I, I'm my own guy and I'm out on my own and that's just how it is. But it was toxic. People trying to help me because they felt they would lose me if they couldn't entrap me with their help. So put me in a position where it's something I can't refuse dangling a carrot to keep me around in order to keep me in their existence but this is a toxic way of keeping me in their existence because in the back of my head I really don't want to be around them because of this manipulation that I eventually recognized now I don't know if you can relate to any of that but anyways that's just my own deal so the first thing if any of us are stuck with anybody that's toxic is to get the hell away from them anything it doesn't matter don't be foolhardy it'd be good you know like i'm patient i can swallow my pride long enough to build myself up so that i don't have to be with just me in a sack on a stick with the clothes in it you know i i actually moved out in a pretty decent position with a bit of extra time to build up so i have gratitude for that but you know getting away from those people especially if you can't stomach it whoever those people happen to be there's nothing like having your own independence and freedom. I remember this one guy, he would laugh, oh, I'm on welfare, I'm taking the government for money, but he was the most unhappy piece of crap I ever saw in my life, laughing his ass off when he knows he's under the government thumb. He doesn't have his own freedom. Big daddy government, you know, provides him his check for nothing and it's barely enough to get him by, but he's laughing about it. It's like, dude, you know, if you make your, if you earn your own thing, for people that have been entrapped in this position for a long time, it's hard to fathom. But, you know, getting into the position where you have that money in the bank, or even if your job evaporated tomorrow, you're good for six months. We can all do that if we want to. My God, when I looked at some of my expenses and saw what I could cut, the amount of money I say, I cut like 500 a month. You know, just needless spending and debt. Like, why do I want to be all flash, no cash? Like, if I want something, I buy it. I don't owe. That took me a while to figure that out because we have a real debt-ridden society here in the West and uh, entities that would like nothing more than to enslave us, and that is a toxic relationship, debt. I understand owning some property or going into debt to gain investments. I'm not going to give any advice on that because I'm far from an expert on it, but there's people that can give you that advice. But if the debt isn't serving to make you more profit than the interest you're paying, it's not worth it. Especially saying buying a car. Cars depreciate. You know, what did I look at? There was a car for about 20 grand. 
And by the time somebody paid it off after five to seven years at even a low interest rate, they're paying, I forget what it was, 25 to 75% on top of the value, just in interest over, over time. And, you know, I don't know. In my mind, if I can't afford it, I don't buy it. It keeps that toxic debt away. So um, whether it's family or not, and it doesn't matter what it is, what I figured out, I'm not obligated to anybody. I'm not obligated. Nobody is. I'm obligated to myself, and I'm obligated to keep myself good so that I can be of service to those around me. That's it. You know, my parents raised me. I don't owe them anything. I raised my child and paid, you know, support payments because I had a crappy, I had to walk away. My ex was so toxic. And then so was I, and I got better, and she didn't. You know, and you know how the courts work, you know, in family courts these days. So, you know, I just paid my dues, and in spite of paying my dues, I still got ahead. And um, my child's not obligated to me in any way shape or form doesn't matter how much money it cost i'm not obligated to my parents it's their choice to do things for me now if i want to pay it back so be it but you know when i take on looking after somebody you know if i'm harboring the resentment looking after them that is my problem i need to stop looking after them if i don't like it or i need to think much harder before i put myself in that position again but i certainly don't indebt anyone to me and I don't want to be indebted to anyone if I can help it. No one. You know, holding... I remember people borrowing money, ridiculously small amounts of money in high school. You owe me 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, and, like, people getting in fights over it. And, you know, I came to this conclusion that, let's say I had 100 bucks. Let's say I need 50 to pay my bills. I got 50 left over. I need some groceries, gas. So let's say I got 20 spare bucks. And somebody needs it to get by for some reason, for some good reason. I don't expect them to give it to me. I just go here. And I never expect to see the money again. I give nothing to anybody. In fact, I don't give people money, but it's just an example. I give nothing to anybody that I can't afford to lose. And then it takes that resentment away and that owing this and owing that. Screw it. I have no time for it. I'm not a bank. I'm not the money tree or, or any of those payroll loan companies. I, I'm not chasing people for debt, but I'm also not going to give anything away that I can't afford to, you know. But the way things are today, it's hard to afford giving anything away. So sigh a breath of relief. You may think you owe people and you might owe the bank and who you borrowed from and you sign those terms. So you got to figure that out. But when it comes to people helping people, unless you, unless something was specifically agreed upon, I don't feel I, I'm obligated to anybody. And I don't go out of my way to ask people for things either. I just don't. I used to. I used to be that guy, but I'm not anymore. And I've paid my debt back. And then, and then some. And then I continue to do so because it fulfills me to be as of service as possible. So anyways, I've rambled on enough. Um, I just look at who doesn't serve me, and I walk away. And I don't need to, you know, and if, it, if it's going to be a fight, there's ways to get around it. You know, I don't owe anybody anything, and I don't indebt anybody to myself. And that's basically the place I'm at these days. So 
what I want to do is leave you with a question. And the question is, what is an example of a toxic person in your life? And how did you or how will you remove them from your life? And the other thing to think about too, this person could always change and not be the toxic person. So I always kind of leave the door open a bit with caution. And I take a look at it. And if I see old behaviors cropping up, bah, it doesn't serve me. I can get a little nostalgic, have coffee, chat with the person, but then I got to move on with my life. And then if they need something or need like a recommendation to something or whatever, maybe I can give that out. And they got to help themselves in the end. We can't do anything for anybody. We all got to do it for ourselves and we got to reach out for guides. I would say it's a good thing to never not have my hand reached out, but at the same time, I got to make sure it doesn't get bit. In any case, one more time, what is an example of a toxic person in your life and how did you or how will you remove them from your existence? And it's up to you. I'm not giving you any specific advice. It's just once we grow as people, do these people serve us anymore? And if they don't, it's time to find new people that do. And whatever we want in life, what I found whatever I wanted, I had to be what I wanted to receive what I wanted. So anyways... Welcome to the People's War. Thank you for listening.